0: Hey, everybody, this is Manny Bartolini, CEO and founder of AgencyMinder. This is episode four of our Mind Your Business podcast. Today, we're going to speak with Mike Holmes, a seasoned freelance marketer with over 25 years of rich marketing experience. We talk about why it helps to have clear expectations about the relationships that you have, and he shares some practical tips on how to collect and socialize feedback. So let's go spend a little bit of time talking with Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm well, Nanny. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for taking time to join me. So, so you know, we've got uh, uh, several listeners out there who, who don't know Mike Holmes, and I was wondering if you might be able to tell them a little bit about you personally.
1: Sure. Well, I've been uh, I've been a marketer for uh, for 25 years um, in financial services. Uh, so I've worked at uh, financial services companies like USAA, Wells Fargo, Wachovia, KeyBank. Um, in addition to doing marketing, I've also been involved in risk management, but I've also spent a lot of time managing agencies. Uh, as I look back, it's been at least four or five of the, the largest agencies with uh, contracts ranging from 10 to $40 million. So your, your, uh, uh, your subject is a passion point for me because I think one of the important things, if you're going to work with an agency, is you've got to invest not just in the creative, but in the relationship behind it.
0: A- absolutely absolutely and before we get into the discussion on on the specifics of those professional relationships if someone's interested in getting a hold of you how would they reach out to Mike Holmes?
1: Uh, they can reach out via email or uh, through linkedin
0: great and what we'll do is uh for the listeners we'll have those links at the end of the podcast within the show notes so tell us a little bit more about you as a person what, what are some of the things that matter most to you
1: Wow. Uh, good question. So I think you know, uh, relationships really are of uh, a particular passion point for me, uh, both personally and professionally. As I think about the success that, that I've had, it's always been because of the teams that I've worked with. Um, and as I think about my, my personal life, the relationships that I've built over time have really shaped who I am uh so those are two really important uh aspects to, to my professional career uh, from a personal perspective uh things are important family obviously uh the boston red sox are important to me um so hoping that we can pick up uh maybe we can resign sign Mookie Betts. um <laughs> and uh you know i think those are those are some of the, some of the biggies but uh I, it's uh, I'm, a, I'm an english major so one of the things i think brings in, helps me bring an interesting perspective things i'm not a a business person by trade so as I've gone through, I've had the good fortune to learn a lot from folks, um, and through the relationships that, I, that I've built, I've never been too proud to uh, uh, to not ask questions, um, and I've also been uh, not too proud to recognize the value of people who don't think like me. Uh, so it's something I've always prided myself on as a, a leader has been building teams uh, of very diverse folks in terms of their approaches to business. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Strength Finders, um, and so as I think about some of my strengths. You strategic communication. I've always valued folks who uh, are more different than alike from me, so love working with folks who are analytical, love working with folks who are learners, love working with folks um, you know who are uh, very data-driven. Uh, it makes a really great compliment.
0: I I love that uh, willingness. In fact, it sounds like a like a desire to have that diverse perspective around you. So tell me a little bit about the types of relationships that you've managed. You've had a wonderful career, 25 years in marketing. So um, agencies have certain types of skill sets and then there are likely some analytical people with whom you've interacted. Tell me a little bit about those types of relationships.
1: So I think yeah you know, I think back to the most recent relationships you know, through uh, uh, at USA I managed a uh, relationship with our uh, agency holding company Publicis and so that was a really uh, a great challenge because we integrated really five different agency relationships into one so that was a, a great challenge in having to think about uh, not just one aspect of an agency relationship but all aspects so not just thinking about creative not just thinking about analytics or communications or media. Uh, or strategy, but how they all interact with one another. And one of those I really appreciated about that experience was understanding that, uh, the power of integrating all of those relationships versus managing them in silos until i had that opportunity i don't think i understood how much uh, got left on the table Um, when you have one distinct group with one distinct understanding of your business pursuing your creative strategy and another distinct group with a distinct perspective pursuing your media strategy Um, once they all come together it's it, it's a uh, it's a long process and it creates some tension in the beginning. Um, but when you can have a common language, you can have a common culture. It really creates power.
0: And, and I'd like to focus a little bit of our time on that because I think you hit on something really important, diverse mix of people, analytical, creative, media people who have a balance of, of the two. So trust being an important part of that early onset of a relationship, how did you start to build that trust? And then how did you maintain it?
1: Well, I think the way you build trust is, is through candor. So I think one of the things that we invested heavily in up front was taking the time to uh, explain who we were um, and not just uh, giving, giving folks the uh, uh, brochure or giving them the, uh, the sanitized version, but letting them in and seeing, seeing warts and all. Here's what we're good at. Here's what we're not good at. Um, and trying to be as clear as possible on what are the areas where we need help. Um, so that folks have that opportunity to uh, to really dive in and get their their hands dirty i think the second piece that was really important was taking the time um, to ingrain folks in our culture i think in a lot of cases uh, particularly when you get to someplace like financial services uh, the there, there's a gap between the agency mindset and the the business mindset uh, you know folks from an agency especially on the creative side or on the strategy side yeah. they're focused on what could be what's possible what's um, uh, you know what are the, what the sky's the limit um, at the same time a lot of the business partners are very much what's my risk what's my reward um, how will I know I'm making progress so investing and helping both sides understand the culture um, really makes a, a big difference um, and we did that in, in a couple of different ways first of all just to help share the culture one of the things and I think you probably recall this we got all of our agency folks to do zero day PT uh, which is a USA program where folks come in at three in the morning and get to experience what the first day of basic training is like um and to see the head of our pr team and the head of our strategy team and of our account services team doing push-ups next to their usa counterparts and being yelled at by drill sergeants um i think really you know i, I don't know that anyone would want to repeat it but i think it created a really <laughs> great bond for us to be able talk about. Um, and I think the other piece that we did is we spent a lot of time, uh, in fact, uh, uh, two full days with the agency really just talking about trust and talking about culture and making sure that we created some ground rules for ourselves in terms of not just the service level agreements were going to be or what the success measures were going to be but how we wanted to communicate with each other what our expectations were uh about uh uh, who you know who should talk to who how often should we talk to folks what kind of language do we use what expectations do we have for each other um so that you can begin to create that uh that unspoken language that comes just with working over time
0: yeah and so Great example of how to really bring them in to understand what what your company was about and get them exposure to the way that you think. King, as you reflect back on the very early start of that relationship, what type of information did they share with you about what mattered to them as an agency?
1: Yeah, it's a a good question. I think we talked a lot about... uh, you know, as with any in, in beginning of any relationship, you know, certainly they talk about or the agency uh, talks about, here's what we're good at. Here's the success that we've had. Um, and so you begin to see a little bit of that, of that there. But I think as you peel back the layers uh, a, a little bit, you also begin to see what's important, what will help them be successful. Um, so you begin to see, um, you you know, what's, uh, you know, is, is it important that they be perceived as an industry leader? Is it important that they be perceived as a specialist in a certain field? Um, and you begin to understand a little bit about, uh, who they are and how you, how you fit into their, uh, their universe, because an agency isn't going to pitch business or is, is trying to build themselves a reputation, um, and you're part of that reputation. So you begin to see a little bit about how you can fit into that. On the downside, there's a risk that you'll feel like a pawn in a game. But on the upside, if you think about the relationship in that context, you can really uncover opportunities where you'll get, uh, as a client, you'll get your perspective stretched, but you'll also be able to push your agency a little bit more.
0: And, you know, you hit on something there that's really interesting because as they're sharing with you, I think maybe uh, like a global view of how they want to work at the same time, they were trying to build their own team because the holding company, the whole structure was new. Um, did you get any, any exposure or insights into how that relationship building internally was going for them and, and did it affect the way that you worked with them?
1: Yeah, I'd probably say one of the, it was a case we saw a little too much of the, uh, uh, of the sausage making, you know, as I think about, you know, what, what message would I want to give an agency, you know, as they start working with a client is, um, I don't want to know too much about how you work. I don't want to know too much about you know, your profitability considerations. I don't want to don't want to know too much about your political considerations. Uh, you know, candor is always great, but at the end of the day, um, I've got I've got we've got enough to worry about getting the client's work done. Yeah. Um, if I, the more I feel like I have to be aware of or engaged in that process, the le- the that's time I'm not taking doing what's right for me as the client. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you have to understand some of the context, but it is a, it is a real risk uh, and there's a risk on the client side as well. Sure. Um, just like, I don't want to necessarily know what the. You know the, who, who doesn't like who between which agency i also <laughs> don't want my agency worried about well who's what's the political play here and there i want their best thinking
0: yeah and so uh one of our last guests we had spoken about that very thing that there is a limit of transparency and uh, the, the, but the joke i was sharing is you know when you first start dating a a, a person for the the last thing you want to start with is like hey i'm really interested in getting married like right away that is an immediate yeah. way to like throw like a, a fork in that whole relationship so so, what yeah, a,
1: well, I don't want to invite. Uh, I don't want to invite uh, on a first or a second date someone to come uh, see if I keep my bathroom clean or <laughs> see uh, how disorganized my Tupperware drawer is. Yes, yes. That, that
0: yeah, there's something some things you just don't need to know. Uh, agreed, agreed, agreed. So you you have these relationships and you share with them things that are of value to you as it relates to culture. In fact, you've you've mentioned very little about what the, the specific work expectations, but I think that that's kind of expected that you're going to have that discussion. So, and they're sharing with you some transparently, some elements transparently about how they were on a work, but how did you get to the point of now providing feedback? And when you were providing the feedback, how often and how?
1: Yeah. So it's it's a great question because I, as I think back to some of the early agency relationships that, that I've been involved in, um, in a lot of cases, it's like, look, just come do great work for us. Um, and these are, look, we're going to give you our best creative. And it's left really loose. And that at the at the beginning, it feels okay. It's like, look, you, we love you, you love us, um, but you quickly see that without some really clear perspective on what success looks like, um, what performance expectations you have, you end up um, you you end up with more conflict than than you expect. I think some of the best agency relationships we've had have been the ones where we've had the really hard conversations up front where we've set expectations um, and negotiated hard on things like maybe as basic as error rates, things as basic as uh, uh, your, va- your budget variances. Um, and they're awful conversations up front because it feels very petty. But at the end of the day, it enables better work on both sides because sure. instead of it's, you know, things like, it just felt like you weren't doing the best that you could, or um, it seemed like you weren't you doing your best work, you're able to be really objective about it and say, look, we expected x, y, and z. Um, and either we did or we didn't get it. And that cuts both ways. It's not just the client pointing at the agency saying you didn't, or you, you fell short. It's the agency being able to point back to the client saying, we set these expectations and, and either we met them or we exceeded them. Um, so let's, you know, let, let's, let's move the conversation off of, uh, um, you know, some of those things into a more meaningful level of, of, of improvement.
0: Sure, and and did you in, in these many different relationships did you have did did you ever have experiences where they were giving you feedback as well about your team and and the way that you Absolutely. were operating and and what were what, what were some of the most effective ways that you were they were able to provide you that feedback?
1: So I think there's a, there's a couple of things. First of all, any good client is going to ask for feedback. Um, you know, one of the things I've always made it a point um, at the end of any agency meeting that I've had has uh, been saying, "What can we do to be a better client?" Um, there are some folks who, you know, who uh, whose hackles would really get raised at that, you know, we're paying them. They should adapt to us. But at the end of the day, it's people on both sides. Yeah. And just like I have coworkers, I may uh, you may have a hard time working with or I may have to uh, learn to build relationships, I have to do the same thing with my agency. So I have an accountability to pr- give them the foundation to do well. So I think first of all is, is the client asking, what can we do better? But then I think the other piece is um, addressing issues early and addressing them objectively objectively. Um, you're never going to have perfect harmony across, uh, you know, everybody loves everybody else. In fact, in some cases, you want a little bit of tension. I don't want everybody who's exactly the same. If an agency is just bringing me more of what I already have, there's really not a lot of value there. Um, so it's a, it's addressing it early. And I think it's addressing it in a way that can be effective. So let's not assume that it's a, it's a binary scenario. So you might, agency might say, I'm having a real problem with Manny. I guess you're going to have to move him off. Or yeah. I might say, I'm having a real problem with Frank, and I think you need to move him instead it's manny is giving me feedback late it's uh, a matter of um you know manny isn't sticking to the original statement of work you, you give me something that i can be tangible. objective about so yeah. i can help my team get better and i owe the same thing back to you there are, yeah there are cases where there's a there's a cultural gap but i don't want to go to the um uh, i don't want to go right to that scenario where it's personal versus there's some actions that can be taken
0: sure and so in order to get that there's obviously has to be a mechanism to collect that feedback so were there ever any uh, I guess how did you collect it because obviously I understand what you were trying to get to but was there a particular time frame yeah so there
1: were there were two ways that, that, that we did it so first of all, with any relationship, you're going to schedule a regular, a regular business review. And quarterly seems about right um, for sit down with you know the, the broader agency team, um, because that gives you enough time and enough critical mass of work to be able to have a good objective conversation. It's enough for the business to have evolved to be able to provide strategic updates. Um, but two other important areas, in addition to to those more traditional quarterly business reviews are first of all having uh, I think a, a leadership council between the two entities yeah. is really important it doesn't have to be and shouldn't be everybody in fact like the, when we started it at USA I think we had about 30 people in there we really got it down to five or six which yeah. is really what you need because you can then have real in the moment conversations about work that's happening um, and then the other piece that we would do as part of our quarterly business reviews we would do an agency survey and the agency would survey everybody who touched our business and we would survey everybody who worked with the agency and we would we would agree with the agency beforehand on a list of questions um, and we would benchmark our work some and we would have probably five questions we'd always ask consistently but then we would also have some that if there was a project we were working on if there was an aspect of the relationship that we knew we were giving extra attention to we'd have some flexibility to ask those questions and then sharing the performance, uh, you know, the agency to us and us to the agency, gives you again a really objective way to have a conversation. So it's not one voice, um, you, know, you, know, so, so, you know, one voice overwhelming uh, um, the, the feedback, or it's like I, you know, Manny's the loudmouth, so I've got to deal with him. Not that that ever happened. <laughs> but uh, but you get an objective point of view you say, wow, all the people in this department seem to be having a consistent problem. It looks like something we better deal with. Yeah. Or, one person says there's a problem, but everybody else in their area says everything's fine. So how much do I weight do I put on that?
0: Oh, so much rich stuff there. The Leadership Council, small but empowered, having a survey, survey that's co-authored by you and the agency. That's fantastic, those uh, advice, tips for, for other business leaders. And... You mentioned earlier something called zero-day PT, which is uh, uh, a, a unique and very special element of USA, but were there other things that you had done outside of the work environment to build the the personal connection between those those people who were in your agency partnership?
1: Yeah, I think there's, you know, as I think back to... Um uh, it's other agency relationships. Um, you know, first of all, there, there does have to be a personal relationship. It's, you know, things like team dinners, it's things like, um, you know, traveling together. Uh, it's, it's really kind of a basic, uh, uh, uh relationship building opportunities. But I think the other piece that's, that's important to building that relationship is being candid with folks. So it's, When you have a conversation with the agency it's not necessarily always coming with a completely polished brief it's not always uh uh, having the problem solved before you go there um some of the best relationship building uh activities were when we i was able to go to an agency or and say i got a problem i don't have the answer to what do you think Um, or conversely the agency saying i have a solution to a problem you don't know you have (laughs) yeah Um, but really, if if the agency or if the client is only working within those very strict boundaries of a, a you know, of of a, a service level agreement or a statement of work, you're not going to get your best relationship out of it. Yeah, so you have to have that that foundation as you have to have that foundation to work from, but it can't be a a, a, a totally constraining factor.
0: You know, what's really cool about that though, there's an element of you have to be. You have to allow yourself to be vulnerable and be open to the feedback that you might get. Because your, your your comment there about like, they might come to tell you, they might come and tell you ideas to fix things that you didn't know were broken. And so mm-hmm. and so so, how do you as the as uh, as the client uh, prepare yourself to receive that type of feedback? Feedback that you didn't even know that you needed to hear.
1: Well, you know, it, it, it never comes, you know, if it's a problem you don't know you have, there's never really a way to prepare yourself for
0: it. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fair.
1: I think, But I think it's a matter, you know, that's a place where all of the investment you make up front through those uh, things like zero day PT or by, you know, slugging it out together over, you know, the statement of work or the service level agreements, that's where you cash in a little bit yeah. of that goodwill and that relationship building. You can't simply always drive toward keeping both sides happy um if you're going to keep putting goodwill in the bank at some point you have to use it yeah um, you've got to take a risk and you've got to challenge somebody um, because otherwise like i said you're just getting more of what you have and that's you know that, that's a really inefficient way yeah. uh, to spend your money if you're buying an agency that's just telling you everything you already know
0: agreed 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 so mike you've been super forthcoming so far and so i'm going to ask you a couple of questions that might be a little bit more more um i guess asking you to be a little bit more vulnerable okay so at agency mitre we have a motto uh that no jerks are allowed so without naming any names can you share with us an experience or a time when someone violated your trust how did that make you feel and what did you do about it something from which others could learn
1: um i think it's a combination of uh of anger and disappointment and i think it's really easy to let the anger take control up front you know, So and so, you know, did something, and I'm sure it was malicious. I'm sure it was aimed to to hurt me, um, and um, and I'm gonna have a very different reaction than if I think about it and say, "Let me figure out what the effect of this action was on the work that needs to get done." Um, yeah, there, there are very few, uh, as uh, as my wife has often told me, there are very few people in the world who wake up in the morning intending to be an asshole. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so I've always tried to be a little bit understanding. But at the same time, uh, especially when it affects the work, when it affects what I am paying you to do, um, it's something you've got to address quickly and it's something that you've got to address objectively. Yeah. I think one of the other important pieces that this kind of drives home in any relationship is there has to be a point of contact there has the buck has to stop somewhere in both the agency and the uh um in the, in the client side when we've had when i've had problems with agencies it's been because i'm not sure who i'm supposed to escalate to yeah. i'm not sure who can make a decision um and i'm sure that it's been the same thing for agencies who've who've worked with the companies i've been at it's the there there have been times i'm sure they've wondered you know can Mike make this decision? Is there somebody yeah. above him? Um, you know, is there somebody below him? Um, so it really is a matter of looking at it, uh, uh, objectively and then understanding who you can escalate to.
0: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a super thoughtful response. And I, and I, I agree that the sentiment of the distinction between anger and disappointment and how you, how you, uh, embrace that, that, um, and be professional in the response as opposed to reacting emotionally, which is, I think, fantastic advice. So beyond that, what other advice would you give to uh, a business leader who's starting a new relationship? Perhaps they're interviewing a new agency and, or they've just made a selection on an agency. What kind of advice could you give to them as they're bringing on a new third party?
1: So from a client perspective, I think that one of the biggest things is you've got to be able to be really clear about what you want to get accomplished. And at the same time, you've got to be strong and secure enough to not focus on how things have to be done. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's perfectly uh, appropriate to say to an agency, "I you know, I need to increase my inbound contacts by twenty five percent from this audience." Um, but as soon as you start putting constraints on saying and it should be done through event marketing, or I want yeah. you to really focus on Facebook, um, that's when, again, you get to that situation, why are you paying an agency, um, if you've already decided what the answer should be? That's right. Um, so I think that's the first piece, is, is that you've got to understand the what you to accomplished, but you've got to let go of the how it gets accomplished. Um, I think the second piece is, uh, as I said earlier, to invest upfront in the things that don't seem important the service level agreements the expectations um the communication rules um again it, it, and it's hard to carve out time for that because yeah. if you're bringing on a new agency or if you're bringing on an agency chances are something you, you need improvement in something there's business pressure yeah. you know i don't have time to have a touchy-feely meeting you know, i don't have you will know, we'll figure out the uh, great service levels on the fly and um in, in, in every experience I've had, you're going to have to do it eventually. Yeah. And it's way better to invest the time up front um, versus trying to figure it out as you go.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, Stephen R. Covey, he has his his matrix of Im- urgency and importance. If you spend all your time in the important urgent, you have very little time left for the non-urgent important, which is where strategy, which is where relationship lies. Some of those longer term enduring, during elements of a business relationship.
1: Yeah. And, you know, something else is important, though, is for an agency or for an outside uh, entity to understand coming in what they're coming into. Because I think there's also there, there are some cases where I think the first thing I would tell an agency is understand that um, the money that I'm using to pay you didn't just fall out of the out of the sky. Right. I had to work hard up front to um, um, to 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 get funding, to get buy-in from a lot of places across the organization to bring in an agency. So I've invested a lot of capital um, before you ever walked in the door, before you ever even saw the RFP. Yeah. So make sure you understand and you think about that. Um, because in a lot of cases, agencies will come in like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll kind of check this out and see how things are going. Um,
0: you know, there's a sense
1: there's a sense of, <laughs> a sense of urgency yeah. uh, there as well. Um, and then the, the other piece you talked about earlier is earn my trust. Um, and you can earn my trust by understanding my business. But the other place, that, and, and one of the, uh, a consultant that I worked with not too long ago, um, one of the ways they earned my trust right, at, right out of the gate was after about two weeks, they said, look, you don't need these three people that you're paying for. They've been working for a couple of weeks, and they came to me and said, look, I'm not adding value here. Um, so there's you know, X thousand dollars or X FTEs you can redeploy to something else. Yeah. Let's talk about what to do with them. Um, that's music to my ears because uh, again, I don't know all the answers. So when an agency or when an outside, uh, an outside partner comes back and says, let me th- tell you how to use your resources more effectively. That shows that they are respecting the capital that I've put into this and they're yeah. showing me that they understand my strategy.
0: Yeah. And in fact, th- that's a great way to, to, and dear themselves to you more and, and actually likely get more of your commitment to their time in a, a longer term relationship, which is so important for a, a third party. So Absolutely. now as you think about yourself even more personally, what, what can you change about your behavior uh, to make your business relationships even better? nothing. (laughs) Mike, Mike is awesome. Actually, Mike, you are, you are awesome. (laughs) No,
1: I think in some case, you know, know, personally, uh, one of the things that I have to work, work hard on every day is being clear about expectations. I enjoy relationships. I enjoy working with people that I like. Um, and, and again, in a marketing space, you know, we're all gregarious, you know, outgoing people. We love swapping stories. We like to like each other. Um, but it is a challenge and something I have to work on every, you know, in any relationship. To say, all right, let's get serious. Let's talk about what we have to get done and if it is or isn't happening. Yeah. Um, and it's um, you know being the person who brings in the analytics or who brings in that objective point of view um, and says, look, I'll, I'll, I'd love to go have a drink with you after work today, but right now we've got to work on this. And yeah. here are some things that aren't happening. Uh, you know, we've had some ex- I've had some experience with that with agencies, and I find that when it's addressed directly, um, and when you're willing to risk the personal relationship for the sake of, of what needs to get accomplished, um, you get the progress that you need.
0: Yeah, no, I can see that. And I also know that people really like working with you, Mike, and I, uh, I'm <laughs> grateful for you having made time to chat with us here. Uh, any parting thoughts before we wrap it up and let you go on your, your merry way?
1: No, this is. thank you for having me. This is a this is a passion point for me because I think the nature of agency relationships is is changing rapidly, Um, and the pace of business is changing rapidly. So the expectations uh, today are that you know I'm going to go hire somebody and they're going to fix it. And nobody seems to want to define what it is. Nobody wants to seem to define what fixed is. Um, And that creates a lot of tension and a lot of of waste in relationships. So um, uh, as I said, the, the nature of relationships has changed, but they've never been more
0: important. Uh, Totally agree. and Totally agree. And so uh, for our listeners, uh, what we'll do is we'll post Mike's contact information in the show notes. So there's going to be a contact for LinkedIn and you'll also have his email address. So Mike Holmes, thank you so much for making time with me. We'll catch up with you a little bit later. Of course, talk to you soon. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe and share with a friend. And in the meantime... You can follow Agency Minder on LinkedIn or check us out at www.agencyminder.com. We're here to help you mind your business.